Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We're on. What's We're, going on, besties? What's up? What's up? I um, am so excited because we are doing a cover rebrand. Yes. And we have some amazing designers that we are testing out. And we actually just put it on the, in, on the Instagram page for you guys to vote. Yes. And these aren't even the final finals. There's even some like tweaks still making. So one of my friends who's a designer texts me and I'm going to send a note and do some switching around, but it is hard. You know, I love doing 99 designs contests because you get so many ideas that maybe if you just hired one designer, you wouldn't, but then I also hate it because there's so many good ones. I'm like, I just want there to be a clear winner. Like, yes, this is the one. And there's so many good ones. I'm like, but what about, and I know it's not like a big deal and no one's going to die over a decision, but Man, I know, it is. I know sometimes that you do get that little, you know, analysis paralysis. Cause like before it's like, I wouldn't even give shit that all of a sudden I found myself being like, maybe not that exact color yeah. yellow, maybe like <laughs> it's lighter, maybe darker. Like all of a sudden I'm a fucking designer. Right. Yeah. To actually tell the people exactly how this works, because I think it's really cool, especially if you are an entrepreneur uh, to find like some fairly affordable design work. Yeah. So 99designs.com. I I had heard about it years ago, never tried it. And then, um, Jeff was, he launched a company and he used it. And basically you can run contests, you pay a certain fee and you can run contests for website design for brand and logos, like so many things. So you can write your, uh, description of the work you want done. And then you set it for a certain amount of time, usually about a week, you can do a faster one or shorter one, and you can leave it open or closed. So the open means the other artists can see each other's work and closed means they can't. So they can't like steal each other's ideas. So I have, this as a blind content or it's called blind. So I have this as a blind contest. So the other artists don't see what each other's are doing and it's open for three or four days. And then you narrow it down to six finalists. And then you can tell the designer what tweaks you want. So you and I have kind of narrowed it down. And then we're like, you know, this still needs to be added or this needs to be tweaked. And then there's a final round and then you vote and whoever, um, gets the, whoever we vote on gets the contest pot. So the amount varies depending on what your project is anywhere from I don't, I think $99 is probably the, why it's called 99 designs. I think maybe that's the cheapest, but it goes from like $99 up to, you know, a couple grand and you could have a guaranteed contest where they are sure to, somebody's going to win. So you'll get more designs if you guarantee it, mm-hmm. but you can also get one where if you're not really sure if you, and you don't like any designs, you can pull it and nobody gets mm-hmm. the money. Wow. So I made a guaranteed one so that we would get a lot and we, we, we got did. like over we got like, 100, 100 we got like 150 or something 160 yeah. yeah so we got lots of designs but it's really fun and if you're a designer or a graphic artist i think it's a great way to build your portfolio and get practice i also kind of wonder because um you know i feel like as a designer you're going well i'm working for free but if you do get picked like i actually chose someone for another design and then i hired her for more projects mm-hmm. so it's a great yeah. way to get your work out 
I think that's totally why people do it. Cause they go like, wow, this is a chance to like start actually getting more work. Yeah. If the person likes my style, my aesthetic, because that's the thing with branding, you know, you and I, if we want to do other stuff with this same feel, the same colors, the same branding look, we'll probably want to hire that person. Cause they already yep. have everything. They have the font, they have the colors, they have, you know, the images. So, and they know what the feel is. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's cool. It's really cool. I'm excited. And I'm I'm excited about our new designs because we, we did this photo shoot last year, like a year ago now. Yeah. And the photos came out so good and they're just all the two of us. And we kept being like, okay, let's do a rebrand with these. So me and you, like, we haven't really shared any of them No. and they came out so good. So we'll have to start using some of these photos too. (laughs) I know I'm excited. So what's going on with you? Yeah. So, you know, it's an interesting day. I'm supposed to be in Cancun right now. I was supposed to leave yesterday. Um, and if you're on my Instagram stories, this is, you know, this will be shared a few days later. Um, but the night before my boyfriend, we went to dinner and a couple hours later, he kept saying, man, I'm really full. Are you really full? And I was like, no, I don't think we eat that, ate that much. And then a little bit later, he starts complaining about his stomach hurting. And I know he was a little stressed because we have like back-to-back trips after Mexico and didn't necessarily want to go. So I'm like, is he trying to pull some shit about not wanting to go? And long story short, we went to the ER uh, at about two in the morning. We had to get ready to leave at the air- for the airport at 3.30. So I was like, well, maybe just take a nap at midnight. I was like, just take a nap and see how you feel. We'll wake up at two. And we went to the ER found out he had appendicitis and they were like, you need to have surgery today. (laughs) I was like, oh, well, I guess we're not going to go. So I rescheduled the flight for the next day. Well, I actually rescheduled it before we found out he had appendicitis. So, uh, anyway, I'm in this weird space because, and and this is what I want to talk about is I want to talk about competing priorities and competing values because I, um, I feel like we should still go but I know he just had surgery and there's a lot going on. And like the doctor was kind of like this, the first doc, the first surgeon was being really weird. The second surgeon was like, there's no contraindications to saying you can't fly. The only problem is if you're in massive amount of pain, it might be a bad idea if you can't get medicine, but of course we'd travel with drugs. So I'm kind of like, this is, this is not a vacation. So we're not going to Cancun just to chill. Otherwise I'd stay home. Um, we're going to Cancun because this is part of a partner, um, a partnership and it's work related. We're supposed to speak and we're also having a meeting and you know, blah, blah, blah. So for me, I'm like, I feel an obligation to go. And at the same time, I know Jeff isn't really feeling it and he just went through it. So I don't know what he actually feels like. And he's kind of, I'm thinking we haven't talked yet today, but I'm thinking he's really like, let's just stay home. This is a sign for us to not go. And, um, you know, this comes up often, I think in business or life where we have these things where, you know, maybe you're sick and you're like, ah, I don't know if I should cancel something, if I should go. And I was thinking about this and just going back in my head and I was leaving Jill a voice note, like, is it my people pleasing tendencies that I feel like I need to go and I don't want to disappoint people. And I think, yes, that's part of it. But I also was raised as a gymnast. And if you all remember like the 1996 Olympics, when Carrie Strug was on the vault, freaking hurt her ankle. And she still did the next vault, which she probably shouldn't have done and fucking smashed the shit out of her ankle. Like she had to have surgery and stuff. Like that was the mindset I was raised in. Like you do what it takes, even if you're going to like have to have surgery. Your leg's going to fall off. Yes. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's a flesh wound. Let's go. (laughs) And, um, and I'm like trying to be, um, 
also supportive and just say, Hey, you know, if you don't want to go and I'm thinking of going myself, but also it's his birthday tomorrow. So I'm like, am I the dick in a relationship? If I'm like, peace out, no, you had surgery and it's your birthday, but I'm going to leave you. Um, because I know that there's two things with this company, their values are family first. And I know Jeff really values loyalty. And so I've been torn in this, like pulling between my like drive to just do the thing because that's what I do. And also between family values and loyalty of someone I care about. And so I'm kind of sitting here in this weird space and I know you have an example as well. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to kind of talk around it. I don't think there's a right answer, Mm -hmm. but I just wanted to give context and like give examples because I think examples help me understand and I think there's way more examples than just this one, but that's kind of what I'm dealing with right now. Totally. And when you left me the voice note and, you know, I think that you sort of knew what you should do, like what you really like should, you know, should do. And I sort of agreed with you because obviously, you know, Jeff having appendicitis is not something you could have controlled. So it's not like you just decided not to go because you didn't feel like it. It's like legitimately like a medical emergency. So I don't know that And, but at the same time, there is this feeling of obligation, this feeling of like, want to follow through on my commitments, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I think you and I are very similar in that way. Both of us grew up in sports. And I think, I think that definitely sets the tone for how you approach your obligations as an adult, especially as a business owner. Right. Cause that's the thing is I don't have a boss. I don't have someone who's like, Hey, Jill, you can't call out. Like, so everything really falls on us, you know, as entrepreneurs. And I think, so really your idea behind this was, this is almost like a values clash. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if there's a right answer or there's a right way to do it. There's just your personal preference and sort of knowing yourself. So one example I had was a client of mine and, you know, I, and I'll just give you guys a little bit of context. I actually uh, run several programs where I have a weekly call. And so I have a business business program called FBA and every single Tuesday for the entire year, I show up at noon and I service my beginners. And then I show up at 5 PM on Tuesday and I service my more intermediate people every single Tuesday, no matter what, like, that's just what we do now around the holidays. We, I, I let them know in advance that if, if, if Christmas or new year's fall, new year's Eve like falls on the Tuesday, then we switch to another day, but that's always in advance. So they always know that I have had to cancel this twice and I hated it because you know, what's funny is there are other people who run their business because remember it's your business. You can make the, the rules. And I've definitely worked with other entrepreneurs and, and business owners who literally change shit all the time, like constantly change stuff. I can't do that. I have over a hundred people in this program. There's no way. And I know a lot of them are moms and they have all these other things. And they literally set aside two hours a week for this call. So I personally wouldn't feel comfortable changing things all the time. But it's funny because I actually, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that we work with that constantly change stuff. They like wake up and they're like, ah, I'm so exhausted today. I need to cancel all my appointments. And I'm like, not me. Like I will fucking mm-hmm. show up. And you know, what's funny about that. And Dan Coleman, my, uh, my brother who also works for Jill Fit, said this, he goes, you like, you show up and you can't not be hundred percent. Cause sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm so exhausted today. I'm just going to phone it in. Like literally in my head, I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to show up and phone it in. But the second I'm on the call, I'm like super present, super high energy. Like that's just how I am. Like I just turn it on because I feel like I can't give 60%. I can't yeah. give 50%. Like I'm always like, all right, fuck, I'm on this call. I'm going to be hundred percent in. I don't know what it's like to like, not do it to the max. Now, as soon as I'm off the call, I'm fucking horizontal on the couch, you know, cause yeah. my like <laughs> obligation is over. But I had a client a couple of weeks ago who's doing something similar where she runs a week long, a week for like six weeks or 12 weeks or whatever, every single week it's a call. And she has a good amount of people in it. 
and she had food poisoning. And the call was, I think at 5 PM and she messaged me like 6 AM that day. And she said, Hey Jill, what do you think I should do? This is the first time I've run a program like this. I had food poisoning last night. I'm starting to, I'm over it. Like I'm, oh, it's like all out. I've like stopped, you know, puking and shitting or whatever. She's like, but I just don't feel hundred percent. And this is in the morning, very early morning. And our call was until 5 PM. Mm-hmm. So I told her, she goes, I feel bad. Should I just like message them all right now and let them know? I want to give them like advance notice. I'm not going to be on tonight. What do you think? Should I just try to show up? And I'm thinking to myself, that shit is 12 hours away. Like I'm, that's how I'm thinking. I'm like, you know, you're not actively shitting or puking. Like why <laughs> right. can't you be there? <laughs> But I also wanted to, I mean, she's a different person. She's a whole ass person, completely different way of seeing the world. So I I said, um, if I were you, I would message out to everybody and say, hey, I'm not feeling 100%. So just so you know, I may cancel it later. But for right now, we're still on. But I just want to give you a heads up. So that's what I said. And I said to my client, I said, but you know yourself. And if it was me, I would show up. I would try my best to show up, even if I was 100%, because I know that, all, again, these people have competing priorities. They're moms. They have busy schedules. For me to push it to a different day feels disrespectful to me mm-hmm. if I can physically be on. And so I said, but again, that's just me. And you need to filter it through. You know, and she wrote back and she said, I so appreciate this thing so much. I'm going to postpone. And I was like, cool, you know, it's your business. You get to do whatever you want. But she did ask me straight out what mine was. And I don't think this is a better or worse thing, but I think this is an example of some people just have that mentality of like, I'm just going to do what it takes. And again, I don't think it's better or worse because, you know, those people get in trouble too, where they push themselves into the ground and they, you know, they get into adrenal issues and shit like that. But then other people, sometimes I'm just like, like little stuff, not necessarily my client, but other times I'm like, you're going to cancel right. on people because you're tired. Like, I don't know, like to me, yeah. that's just not my value system. So yes. there is a big push, especially in social media, which I really appreciate of this. Like every we need rest. We need collective rest. You need to rest. Chante and I talk about this a lot. Cause I'm like, yes, if you need rest, you rest. Why does it have to be a big permission permission thing? Right. But I think some people really do need permission to rest. Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, yeah, if I'm tired, I rest, but I don't cancel my obligations because that's, I made my own schedule, right? I yeah. made my own schedule. I can always change it. That's why I'm my own business. And so I think, you know, you have to know yourself, which are you more likely to do? Is it honor me at all, you know, at the expense of everything or like for me, business is first, my clients are first. Yeah. Like if I'm not actively shitting and puking, I'm going to be there. Yeah. So it's just, it's hard. Yeah. That's why I was also going like just doing a lot of introspection this morning of going, would I die unto myself to just make sure everyone else is taken care of? And I was like, I kind of am that way. And I don't necessarily think it's a positive trait, but then right. on the other side, I'm like, but it has helped me get farther in a but lot you're of ways. also reliable, right? Like yes. that's the thing about you is that yeah. because you follow through in your commitments, you're reliable. So while I do believe that people should rest if they need to rest and they should, you know, it's their own business. They should cancel if they need to, there's a small thing that happens where people who are canceled on or, mm-hmm. uh, show up and there's a no show, you start to just say, I can't rely on this person. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's not a huge deal. It's fine. Yeah. It's one time, right. Two times, not a big deal, but it is a big yep. deal. It and is. I think that's what's hard. 
Yeah. And I think that's where I've been struggling as well. And I, I had a hairstylist who was late always, and it just became this thing where she was so unreliable that I was like, I would even leave my house 20 minutes late. Cause I know she's going to be late. And I, we've also worked with a designer that I love super creative, really great work, but also just not really reliable as far as showing, you know, getting things to me on time or, doing work. And so I think there, I also have that sensitivity of being unreliable and it's, it's a really interesting piece to just kind of self-reflect and see where I'm at and see how this is butting up because, you know, I was just listening, your solo episode was really Mm -hmm. great. And I was listening to it yesterday and you mentioned loyalty. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like I have this as well, where I feel loyal to certain people, I feel loyal to a lot of people. And so I have this loyalty towards our partner that we're supposed to meet with, but I also have a loyalty towards my partner that I live with. And, um, you know, he, I, I was thinking about, and I haven't had this conversation with him yet. Cause he's still at the hospital. I got to pick him up when <laughs> I'm been like rolling over this all morning, just trying to think of how this conversation will go. And he was telling me about his, his ex and his marriage, how he didn't feel supported in a business decision. He, they had some kind of business partnership and she kind of went the other way with the other people the, the partners versus him, his, Mm. her her husband. And so, you know, while he might tell me, go ahead and go, go without me, my thought in the back of my brain is, is he going to hold this against me or think that I chose, you know, and, and this is also where you have to let the chips fall and trust people at their word. So if he tells me you can go and I go that I'm not, that's not going to be held against me, but I'm wondering, I'm sitting here feeling like both sides, our business partner thinking, you know, is she really a team player here? And then him thinking, is she really, does she really got my, have my back? And so I think I need to have hard conversations on both sides and say how I'm feeling, you know, torn. I'm sure our business partner, they're not going to say, <laughs> they're not going to hold us against us because obviously this is a medical emergency and we couldn't um, do anything about it. So I know that I mean, you guys would rather be on the beach and right. <laughs> relaxing right. than be at the so, hospital. Yeah. So I know that they're not going to be upset. However, like this is the other piece to the thing you guys haven't heard is this is the second time. So we were supposed to go to the same retreat. He's got uh, two yearly masterminds in Cancun. The first one was in Mexico in November and we got COVID and we probably even could have gone except that they test for COVID on the way back. So we like, I think health-wise, we probably could have sucked it up, but because of COVID and testing, we would have really been, it wouldn't have been wise if we tested positive and got stuck in Mexico. So we didn't go. So the fact that this happened the second time is where it's like, oh my God, like, why is this happening again at the same exact trip with the same people? So that's where I'm even more torn. Otherwise I would just be like, you know what, this is a sign we need to stay home. And Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's very, it's a very interesting scenario to be in. And I'm going to talk it through with him. Obviously, if he's in a lot of pain and needs me, that's a whole other story. So I need to see how he's actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I well, do. You should yeah. also talk to your business partner too, and just yeah. literally say, say exactly what you said to me, which is, you know, this is the second time. And while it's been out of our control, it's literally a medical emergency. I still want you to know that I'm loyal to you and I don't take this lightly. And how can I make it up to you? Because I don't want this to be a little asterisk next to my name. That's what sucks about it. Right. Is like, is like, obviously there's nothing you can do about this. You you can't do anything about food poisoning or, or getting sick or whatever, 
but there is a little asterisk and you don't yeah. want that there. You're like, ah, but that's not really me, you know? So I think that's maybe what you're feeling. And I think maybe that's what I feel when, so I've, I mentioned that I canceled it twice. Number one, I, I did have food poisoning and I was at the noon one and I was still like actively shitting and pissing, but, or shitting and puking. And then the other one, I was so embarrassed. I was in Hawaii and our power went out at our Airbnb. So I was literally just logging on and the power went out because it was a storm. And then my phone, I didn't even have like, cause I would have jumped on my phone on zoom. Right. But I didn't even have service where we were at. So the only, I only had Wi-Fi, So I was able to, I was able to call my brother in Texas and him to get on the call and explain why I wasn't on, but I was so embarrassed. And of course yeah. everyone was completely understanding, but I wrote this yeah. long email that was like, I hate doing this to you guys. I'm so sorry. I you know, should have known. I mean, but there's no way I could have known yeah. that the entire block was going to go out at that moment. You know? So it's one of those things where you can just, all you can do is explain and apologize and also ask to make it up somehow. What does yeah. that look like? You know, when can we make this up? How can I prove to you that I am loyal and I don't want this to be on like a mark next to my name. Yeah. No, oh, it's so funny. You mentioned that because I had the same exact thing happen a couple of years ago. I was in San Bernardino. We had a early call. I had a guest who was in Atlanta. So I had booked an early call and this was for one of the programs I was running and the power went out and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get to a Starbucks. And I looked on, there was like a map and all the Starbucks in the like three mile radius were, were ever the power was out everywhere. And I was stressing out so bad and we had to you know, cut it off. And it was just one of those things where you just are like, I need to make this happen. And I think the other piece of this for me, at least is having to make it up later. So for me, it's kicking the can down the road, even if I'm not at hundred percent or I can't, you know, do what I need. I'm just going, this is going to be hanging over my head now. Totally. And I have to do like a makeup. And when I was a personal trainer and you have actual time slots where people get you know, if you miss, how are you going to get people in when you're already booked? So I think that's in the back of my mind as well. And obviously this isn't something I can really make up. It's funny because uh, online people are like, you can go to Mexico later. I'm like, well, not really. This is not a vacation. So of course, if that was the case, no big deal. I'll go to Mexico another time, but this is actually a retreat. People are showing up today. They're coming. And so it's just one of those, like it's now or not now, you know, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's just one of those things that's, that's difficult. And I think too, you know, when you're competing with personal life versus professional life, yeah. and I'm sure this is something I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs have that are going through as well, especially when you're starting where you, your business takes a lot at the beginning, and maybe you're not seeing your partner as much, or you're not spending as much time with your kids. And I know a lot of people value and prioritize like, Hey, my family is first, but right now, this is kind of taking priority. And we've done a whole episode on priorities and it's a challenging thing to deal with some of those things and mm -hmm. decide what's more priority right now. And what's going to be most important right now. And sometimes you do have to choose work over family for a moment or your health <laughs> or, or work over your health. And sometimes you're like, that's not my highest value system. Like we're maybe we're personal trainers or we're in the health field. And we're like, I'm choosing something over my health. And you have to like, be okay with that. And so, you know, this is just something I'm wrestling with in a lot of different mm -hmm. ways. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate because maybe a lot of us do value health or we even talk about diet and we're like, I'm eating like shit. And I, I preach to my clients, like, and I'm sitting here shoving my face full of Taco Bell because I don't have time. Like literally last night I drove home from the hospital at 
1130 and there was nothing open, but Taco Bell. And I woke up with the worst stomach ache. And I was like, mother, like we have no food in the house. We were, <laughs> we were going to leave town for right. 10 days. So I'm like, we have no food. I'm freaking hungry. I drove by Taco Bell. And I'm like, really, this is all I have. And it's again, sometimes we have to make decisions that we don't want to make. And they're not like top priorities. And we're going, this is going against my values, but I have to do it. Or, you know, there's just so many things. Totally. And honestly, I think just the episode that we recorded or I recorded yesterday on clear communication, I really think that that's what it comes down to. So, you know, I work with a lot of beginners to online business and they are spending a lot of time that previously maybe was time for their family or kids or travel you need to have a conversation with the people in your life, you know? So anytime I go into a launch, I always have a conversation with Keith ahead of time. That's like, Hey, just so you know, I'm probably going to be pretty much like unavailable for the next five days or 10 days or whatever it is. And it's not that we can't have like little moments here and there, but just so you know, I'm probably not gonna like, don't wait on me for stuff. Like don't rely on me for anything, you know, like live your life. So I think you have to have those conversations, especially in your business. And then over time, start to figure out what that balance is, but you need to take into consideration people's, and this is why I do like like the love languages sort of framework, because it gives you insight into what people do, how they feel loved. So for example, if my love language is quality time, then I might say to Keith, like, okay, I know that we can't spend all of our time together, but let's carve out two hours to make dinner together and like catch up on our day or play Scrabble or just do something where it's just the two of us. I don't need to see you all day, but like, let's make sure we have some quality time. You know, if someone's love language is um, physical touch, it's like, cool. Like I'm going to, we got to fuck every day of the launch. I don't know. Like we got to do something to like, so to take care of that, check that box. So I don't think that everyone needs everything all the time. You just have to figure out what exactly they need and what that might look like when other things are now taking priority. So knowing your partners or your family's love language, whether it is, you know, so maybe they don't need to see you all the time, but they're, they're gifts, you know, so maybe you get them flowers or you, you know, I don't know, buy them something to just like, let them know that you're thinking about them, even while you're doing other things. I think that's a good, at least to me, sort of band-aid, at least for yeah. that time until you get used to this. But I get this question all the time from my clients. So like, how do you stay present with your, they're like, I feel like when I'm working on my business, I'm thinking about how I'm not spending time with my kids. And when I'm right. spending time with my kids, I want to be working my business so hard, but you have to learn a level of like mental compartmentalization and presence, because that's the worst thing is if you are sitting here spending time on your business and fucking spend time on the business so that you don't have to spend more time on the business. But if you start if you're thinking about, oh, I should be playing with my kids. I should be you know making dinner, whatever. It's going to take away your focus from your business. So, and vice versa. So you really do have to get present and figure out what that looks like. So maybe you do turn, make you put your phone on airplane mode or something. So you're not getting notifications or ding or whatever, you'll be surprised at how fast you can get your work done if you just focus on that and allow yourself to be fully present for that. Then when you're off, you can be completely off and not worried about it because you already took care of stuff. It is hard. It's it's a priority conversation. It's a time management conversation. It's an energy management conversation. Mm -hmm. And look, we're not supposed to know how to do this stuff. That's why we're having this conversation. Like you're not supposed to know how to balance a bazillion things all the time, but we need to have these kind of conversations to figure out what feels good and then what feels good for us, have conversations with the people in our lives that are open and honest. And even if there's no, um, we don't arrive at a solution, at least you're sharing. And that's, I think what you're going to do with your partners is just say like, this is how I'm feeling. I don't know yeah. what 
the exact answer is, but just so you know, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling embarrassed or I'm feeling torn or I'm feeling, you know, uh, disloyal or I'm feeling, you know, just say the Mm -hmm. words. And I think it gives everyone the information. And I think it sort of dissipates a lot of potential anxiety too. Yep. I think the, the, uh, podcast prior to this one was perfect for those kind of conversations. And it's just an interesting thing to look at what kind of person you are and and what the things you value are. And and it is interesting to also see, you know, when push comes to shove and you have two things that are competing, Mm -hmm. what are you going to decide? And I think there is also not a right answer, but there's Mm -hmm. consequences to whatever you decide. And so you have to decide what can you live with and, and, you know, what are you going to put first? So I, don't and I think know. you need it's to communicate that to you in your life. Like when, you know, Keith and I started dating, I literally was like, just so you know, my work is one of the most important things to me, mm-hmm. you know, like I was in a marriage and that d- was dissolved and my work was always there for me. It, it's part of how I derive joy and fulfillment in life. And this has come up, not like a, a lot, cause he has his own things that he does. But one, uh, one time, this is maybe a year ago, he plays a lot of like beach volleyball and we have a lot of sort of like friends that are local that always kind of hang down at the beach. And sometimes I don't go. Cause I'm like, first of all, I'm not playing volleyball. You are. And I don't mind coming and hanging and having a drink or two and like talking with everyone. But like, if I'm working, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm going to skip it this time. Yeah. And he sort of shared with me that it makes him feel weird. Sometimes he didn't say he didn't, he didn't like how like he didn't communicate the exact emotion, but I'm wondering if it was like maybe embarrassment or something. Cause I asked him, he goes, well, you know, sometimes when you're not down there, it just makes me feel weird. Cause people will be like, well, where's Jill? And I'm kind of like, and it just makes me feel weird. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Cause I, I think he's so like independent, so confident that I was like, I didn't even know that he would care. And also just tell him I'm working, but maybe he was, he maybe felt a little bit, you know, put out. So I think you do have to continue maybe having those conversations too. And I said, well, did you, do you feel embarrassed that you have to say that? Because I think if you just said, Hey, she's working, people would get that. So it was a weird thing. Cause I didn't know that he felt that way. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, like that is important to you. So maybe I will make more of an effort. If I know you're going to go down there, maybe I'll get my work done sooner so I can join you maybe not every single time, but I didn't realize it was important to you and that you felt that way or that you even feeling put on the spot. Yeah. So yeah, that was an interesting. And I was like, okay, but I do think it's important to have conversations with people in your life about your priorities and they might change over time, you know, whatever, given the circumstances, but at least if you verbalize it, it's not, it, it, they're like, oh yeah, she told me this from the get-go. Like you're, I don't want to say set expectations, but in a way, yeah. yeah, you know, you have to, but you can't assume that people in your life will just get it. Yeah. I think the, and you mentioned this on the episode about the story I'm telling myself, it's interesting when it comes to like an extrovert and an introvert. Um, and I think kind of like listening to that, it seems like something very similar where, um, and I know Jeff is definitely more of an extrovert and I'm definitely more of an introvert. And just the other day he goes, Hey, do you want to go to brunch? And so I was thinking, yeah, we'll go to brunch. And then he mentioned, oh, going to brunch with this other couple, other people like, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) Totally different. Those are two different things going to brunch. I'm good. But who are these people? Like, I'm not really in the mood to be seeing people and making an appointment. Like, hang on, do I know them? And I met them once and I was like, I don't know that like, and suddenly I'm feeling like a dick because I think he afterwards, he was like, I want to do this more often. I want to get out. And I was like, do you though? Like, do we have to, <laughs> I mean, you can, but do I have to go every time and you so, and I are very similar? Like you and I yeah. are definitely more introverted and, and those two are definitely more extroverts. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those things too, where I feel like this could be a clash of him maybe feeling like, oh, well, 
she doesn't support me or feel like, you know, having to make excuses. Well, why isn't Danny out? Well, she'd just rather be home than be around you people. (laughs) (laughs) And say that, (laughs) and you know, it's one of those things that, and I could see where Keith might feel like maybe he doesn't even know how he feels, but it's like, Oh, why isn't she here? This is fun. And you're like, but it's not fun for me. Not every time, sometimes, but like not every single time. Right. And it's like, you know, and I can't think of an example of like, how about you just stay home with like, isn't just staying home cool. And they're like, no, like let's get out. (laughs) So I think those are also values that can be conflicting where Mm -hmm. sometimes we do even need to make concessions for the other person. And, but they also have to understand where we're at and it's not about them. And this is definitely a similar kind of thing. It's like a clashing values thing. And there's not a right or wrong, but there can, there's feelings involved where people can feel unsupported and hurt. And it really has nothing to do with totally the other person. Yeah. And that's why communication is so key. It's just like knowing your own. I love that you brought up introvert and extrovert. Cause I think that's huge because if someone really does want to like go out and be around people and like, that's how they get energized, that's valid for them you know, and they can feel not supported if you Mm -hmm. never want to do that, you know, or never want to, because it's funny because sometimes we go down the beach and I'm like, well, just me and you, let's just go down. Just me and you will go down and like, whatever. But he wants, he's always like, well, people are out. They're playing volleyball. They're hiding around. I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. So sometimes, but not every time. (laughs) Yeah. And so sometimes I bow out, but I think, you know, communication again is the main tool of like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Don't take it personally. That's why that conversation in previous episode is so important because it's so easy. Even when someone does state their preferences to then make it about you. Mm -hmm. Oh, she doesn't want to hang out with me. Oh, she doesn't want to do this for me, you know, without even knowing that someone's taking it personally, but you do have to sort of hold space and not make it about you. So, you know, I was hopefully able to, in that moment with Keith, be like, oh, okay, this doesn't, it's not really about me, but it's just like, oh, okay. I wish I'm glad I have this information now. Yeah. I don't think I did anything wrong. It's just like, oh, I wouldn't have even thought that. I'm so happy that you brought it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I went to brunch. I really like had to fight myself from like being a whiny, like, no, I don't want to go now. Cause I had already said yes to brunch before he mentioned, I was like, okay, but he, do up. you think he's, he tricked you? Like, he, I was he, like yeah, he knows. I go back up when you said brunch, you have like, these are two very different things. So you need to be more specific before you throw that out there. But I just, I do think it's important that we communicate better and also filter our, these thoughts through. So maybe this is, you know, you're on the other side of this, like you're mm-hmm. inviting your partner out and they're saying no. And you're like, come on, or, you know, whatever the situation is, I think this is so great just for self-awareness in general and communication is Mm -hmm. so key. And whether it's teams or partners work and relationships, I mean, everything is relationships, honestly, Mm -hmm. right. Whether it's clients, friends, or our romantic relationships, Mm -hmm. it's all relationships and communication is how it comes down to. So totally. I'm about to go to the hospital and, um, have a conversation, see what happens. So we'll do part two (laughs) next time (laughs) you guys will, we'll finish up the storyline. We'll finish up the plot twist for you guys. We'll see if does Danny go to Mexico? Who knows? You'll find out on the next episode. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. Well, we love you. And, um, hopefully we'll have by the next episode, we'll have picked our new podcast cover. And so excited. Yeah. Did you guys, um, how long is it up? It's up and it's up until tomorrow. So maybe it is open until tomorrow. Uh, we can extend it and maybe I'm thinking we might want to extend it. So cool. We'll see. Yeah. Love it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being here, for listening. As usual, if you have any feedback, we would love to hear it. Hit us up in the DMs at the Best Life Podcast on Instagram. And of course, in our closed Facebook group, which is growing on Facebook, go to thebestlifepodcast.com and then click on the link to join our closed Facebook group from there. Let us know if you guys need anything and we can't wait to see you in the next episode. All, All right, guys. See ya. See ya.